0: This episode of Her Brilliant Health is brought to you by the Shine Shake Detoxifying, energizing, and balancing breakfast meal replacement shake with 18 grams of protein, low sugar, and great taste in vanilla latte flavor gives you clean caffeine from the Kona coffee bean from Hawaii and vitamins and minerals and detoxification support as well as gut healing support and hormone balancing support to energize you and power you through your day so that you can start having greater energy, and losing weight. Sign up for my Eat This, Not That free program on my website, kierandunstonmd.com, and that's also where you can find The Shake. You're listening to episode number 55. She used to deliver babies, but now she delivers exceptional wellness for women.
1: Welcome to Her Brilliant Health Radio, where holistic women's health expert and board-certified OBGYN, Dr. Kieran Dunstan, shares revolutionary insight from leading experts on what you need to know today to treat the root cause of disease, heal, and create the radiant health you've been searching for.
0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Her Brilliant Health Radio. I'm Dr. Kieran, your host, and so glad that you decided to take your precious time and join me today. I think it will be well worth it for you. Today, I'm talking with Dr. Kiera Barr, who is a wonderful dermatologist who has a very holistic and integrative perspective and understands that skin health, like all of parts of our physical health, has to do with so much more than your skin. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Dr. Kiara Barr is a top health expert helping women address the skin they're in literally and figuratively to achieve greater physical, mental, and spiritual resilience. Her authenticity has won the hearts of thousands of women during her 20 years in medicine who need the fun, non-judgmental combo of sage expert, motivating mentor, and best friend to be the best they can be in the boardroom, the bedroom, and in the home. Dr. Barr blends her expertise as a dual board certified dermatologist with integrative wellness, positive psychology, and her own health struggles to bring a unique blend of knowledge, experience, and compassion to her work. Welcome, Dr. Kiera Barr. Okay. hi kara how are you i'm great how are you i'm, I'm wonderful <laughs> and i'm so excited to have you here and talk to you and share you with everybody um because i think that you have so much to offer the world uh based on your experience as a physician as a dermatologist a dermatopathologist but also someone who's discovered Her larger calling, and I think that that's what we're here on this earth to do is to evolve ourselves and help each other evolve. And you have done it, so I'm I'm really happy to have you here.
1: Well, thank you. And I wouldn't. I I think I would preface that with I haven't done it. um, I'm doing it. We're still, all doing it. We're still on this journey and I don't want to give the impression that it's um, that I got all my shit together. I am still learning and I think that's the beautiful part of all of this is that um, every day is an opportunity to keep growing and keep learning and keep um, deciding what you're going to strip off that's not serving you anymore and, and pick up some new things.
0: Right. I I agree. And sometimes I know I can want to keep my lights small because I say, well, I don't have all the answers. I don't know everything there is to know. And the truth is, I'll never know everything there is to know. And yet my unique journey, just like yours, has brought me information that other people need. And so getting on the, the path of sharing that, I think for both of us is so important Because there are people out there who don't have a medical education, who don't understand the politics of health or lack thereof in our country, who don't understand the politics of pharmacology, of food, and they're kind of living in this... um, manufactured non-reality and that's keeping them sick and so I love that we're keeping them healthy but so instead of speaking in esoterics let's get to the meat of it so (laughs) you are the skin whisperer you help people have healthier skin but you started out as a regular old regular dermatologist regular brilliant dermatologist I should say so what was your path from dermatology to doing what you do now?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, we all have our we all have our health journey and I think that, you know, that's originally how we connected because I we were in a similar group and the only way that I got into that, you know, functional medicine approach is because my own health fell apart. So it, it really started um I was on uh, faculty at UC Davis in an academic job, um, you know, writing the papers, uh teaching the residents, doing all the things that would equate to a successful career. And I really wasn't that happy. Um, and at the time I was running ultra marathons thinking, well, I'll exercise and I'll, you know, I'll do again, thinking I'm doing all these right things, but I was in chronic pain. Um, despite having a great husband and kids in this career, I just wasn't feeling that fulfilled. And so, um it's really interesting <laughs> the focus of my career was skin cancer and melanoma I did a melanoma fellowship that was my passion and my going away party from UC Davis when we decided to relocate to Washington was um, with the party which was great thanks to my colleagues and then I had to walk right into the operating suite to have my uh melanoma cut out so I had become my <laughs> own worst nightmare and um you know fast forward uh Melanoma was thankfully caught early because I do know what to look for. And that is my passion to teach people to look at their own skin so they can save their own life. Um, but it was the tip of the iceberg of, of this downward health spiral and, mm. you know, hormonal issues, gut issues. I had to have two major reconstructive surgeries because I had torn my hip and um And through that, traditional medicine just wasn't working. As much as I appreciated the brilliance of my clinicians, they just wanted to give me pills, and those pills were just making me feel worse. Um, And so, you know, as a physician with 20 years of medicine under my belt, realizing what the hell I'm doing, like, my traditional training did not prepare me for this. How do I heal myself? and thinking I'm doing everything right. I was running marathons. I was eating healthy and wearing my sunscreen. And, you know, the proverbial poop hit the fan and I really had to learn a new way of doing things mm-hmm. um, and really nourishing myself from both the inside out and the outside in. And um, that has led me to where I am now. Um, and I know it's not easy. If I, if, as a physician, if I couldn't easily figure it out how is people without knowing where to look in the literature or going to all these different conferences how are they going to mm-hmm. sort through all the data and Dr. Google is awesome um, but sometimes can lead you astray and it doesn't the information there isn't applicable to you as the individual mm-hmm. so I really wanted to cut through the noise and help guide women especially um, you know be able to navigate this. So they, they can address their skin both literally and figuratively of like, how are we showing up in it? How are you going to address it? How are you going to deal it? How are you going to heal it?
0: So, so how did you cut through the noise? What really started making sense to you? You know, the biggest, yeah, the
1: biggest part of it is um, cutting through the noise is kind of doing your best to tune it out and really tuning into your own body really listening in. So, you know, I'm a big proponent of, um, you know, the the skin, this largest organ that we have. It is, you know, at times it'll be your greatest cheerleader. It'll glow, you know, it, it gives you good feedback, but it's also a really shitty confidant. So when you are not taking care of yourself, if you're not sleeping well, if you're not fueling your body with foods that really can nourish it, it shows up. It shows up on the surface it shows up for me you know it's dry scaly patches you know eczema can flare psoriasis can flare acne breakouts um, all sorts of different uh, conditions and so really tuning into what your body and your skin especially is trying to communicate with you is the best Mm -hmm. way to do that noise
0: yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting that you are focused on path, skin pathology because that's what dermatologists do. They're always looking at what's wrong with your skin, biopsy, diagnostics, and focusing on, and you've got to prevent uh, melanoma. You've got to wear sunscreen, and you developed melanoma. And so if you think about law of attraction, which I do believe in, believe what you focus on grows, and here it kind of, really manifested in your life. That's, that's fascinating. Um, and, and I know that you speak a lot about your skin story. Mm-hmm. Tell us what that means.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's kind of twofold. You know, I think in um, number one, what I was just mentioning, you know, literally what shows up on your skin, um, you know, acne is a perfect example. It's something that, many of us dealt with in um, young adolescents, and now round two as maturing women, as our hormones are shifting and a lot of women are breaking out and it's incredibly frustrating. You know, when the acne shows up and where it shows up, especially around the jawline. we know that there's a correlation between um, the location of that and hormonal um, issues. It's a clue to maybe something that you're eating is triggering it. You know, dairy and um, sugar are are big correlates to turning on the insulin growth factor one, and 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 which can stimulate your oil glands, reduce more sebum, and and contribute to acne formation. So, I think you know, literally just looking at your skin and taking notice of. What is there is really an invitation to dive deeper into some lifestyle um, factors, nutrition, sleep movement, all of that. Mm -hmm. The other part of that story is, you know, we have these fine lines and wrinkles. We have the dispigmentation, stretch marks, scars, you know, especially as women who've had children. And in our society where everything is about anti-aging and trying to essentially make you into something that you're not, I find that incredibly frustrating why can't we just embrace there's there's room for editing the story you may want to rewrite a few parts of it but mm-hmm. kind of owning who how who we are being in this skin you know we you know that expression of everywhere you you know every, where wherever you go there you are mm-hmm. we take ourselves wherever we go and how we show up in this skin literally you know your yourself. Esteem. It comes down to self-esteem and self-worth and how you view yourself. Um, And that translates to how you show up in this world. So knowing and, and becoming familiar with like, what are your belief system and your values and not necessarily fighting against it, but embracing it and learning how to work with it so that you can show up powerfully, especially as a woman who, you know, as women we take on a lot. And I love, mm-hmm. I love my husband dearly, but our wiring is a bit different. We take oftentimes on the weight of the world, you know, our own, uh, just not just us, but our children, our coworkers and all of that. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, it can play out like those dark circles, those, you know, the exaggerated wrinkles and all that, it all factors in. So,
0: so. so- if I hear you what you're saying about the skin story, it's more than just the diagnosis and treatment that you might get at a dermatologist's office. It's what are all so what what are the components of a story? There are the cat there's the main character, that's you, and then there are the the uh, ancillary supportive characters and there are things that happen in a story. So more than the diagnosis and treatment, which are almost like an event in time, Mm -hmm. your skin story is really the story of your life. And it kind of reads like once upon a time, there was a, a little girl and she grew up in blank because that matters where you grew up. And she was exposed to blank and blank toxins because that matters. And she experienced emotional trauma in high school when blank happened and that affected her skin and then when she was an adult and so it's really kind of and tell me if I'm wrong but this is what I would imagine it to be it's this story of your life where all these inputs come in and events happen and that's the story of your skin now is that what you're referring to kind of
1: in many ways yeah mm-hmm. I mean what shows up, I mean, those scars, um, for me, you can't see it in this light, but I've got tons of sun damage. And um, Mm -hmm. that was because I was made fun of, you know, I was born with two birthmarks, one on each side of my face, and I was made fun of for it. And um, I tried to hide that with sunburns and suntans, and so hence all the freckles and the moles that I acquired, that's part of that story. But I think the beautiful part of all of this, because we are all still writing that story. And mm-hmm. if there are parts of that story, especially with regards to the trauma, you know, for me, there was a bit of bullying about my skin. And, and I'm sure everyone has, no one is immune to trauma and they carry that. But that doesn't mean mm-hmm. that you have to carry it forever. And um, I, you know, my call to action for everybody is always to get naked, right? Number one, we have to get naked because skin cancer is the most prevalent cancer in our country and uh-huh. essentially worldwide. It is the most preventable and the most ignored, so I need you to get naked wow. so I can teach you how to check that skin um, so you can save your own life. but more importantly, it's that idea of you know let's go skinny dipping and strip off all the layers that aren't serving you and are keeping your story maybe in a spot that y- y- you don't you're not as excited about, and that re- that's regarding the trauma and the um you know habits that um, are not serving you as well, kind of figuring out who you are, like, I, you know, I'd been a, I knew, I was just, I was dermed derm. like, that's who I was, and then I walk away from that, and then I have this opportunity just to be a stay-at-home mom, which is a gift, but I realized, like, I couldn't, I couldn't just stay there. Yeah, I, had, I knew that I had so much more to mm-hmm. to do and to give, and there's nothing wrong with um, you know being home and and hundred percent for your kids, but I know for myself, I actually was hurting their relationships with my children because um, I even though I was present, I wasn't as present um, because I knew that i i um, I needed to do some more than than that to you know free my mind a little mm-hmm. bit um So you had chatter
0: going on because you're like, Kiara, what are you doing with all that education you had? I I know because I have this. (laughs) What are you doing Doing. with all that education? Why aren't you in an office uh, billing insurance for, (laughs) you know, and and cutting things off of people? Yeah. But I so believe that the universe that our souls have a have contracts before they come here and that we have to fulfill those and we will have that chatter until we answer those calls and that the events that happen because just like you had this position and then the guy decided not to retire so you had no job. I think that those things happen for a reason because we're meant to go to what we are meant to express in this lifetime and it's funny because I I, I had that too, and I would say oh well i 'm going to go work for these people, and universe would be like no you're not. <laughs> you 're not know? and the The last time I tried to do this, which i don 't fool myself anymore that that 's even a possibility, is I went and got i was made deathly ill by all the toxins they had in their building that they had newly built out, and so universe will clearly show you that is not yours to do and so I, I, I can identify with that feeling and, and see that it's brought you to this place of helping so many people. Yeah, and I think, you know, what I
1: found is um, we teach best what we need to learn the most.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: instead of hiding from the fact, you know, that I struggled with, and I still at times, you know, well, don't we all, but like struggle with self-esteem issues and um, knowing your worth. And in, in this idea of embracing who we are rather than like rejecting it because mm-hmm. that, that shows up in how we interact with people. It shows up in the choices we make every day from the food we put in our mouth of of, of soothing emotion versus fueling your body for how you actually want to feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been, th- that is the calling, right? Like, because I needed to heal myself and mm-hmm. through that, I feel like I can, I have so much more empathy and compassion because I get it. I know that this is hard and it's not easy and I'm still doing it. So if I can help elevate other women and support them through their journey, because in many instances, I am many, many steps ahead, um, just because I've been trying to figure this stuff out for quite I'm a not. while. And so, um, you know, that expression, rising tide lifts all, lifts all ships, all lifts all boats, it is mm-hmm. true. Um, We don't have to do this alone, and we also don't always have to have it all figured out in Mm -hmm. order to help a collective group um, move forward, so...
0: So yeah, so you're really getting to the nitty gritty of it. The the that you needed to develop kind of the self esteem and confidence. So what has that been like? You you identify that, and and what does it look like in your life, and how do you move through that? Because doing this type of work, being on podcasts, on YouTube, Facebook, writing books, really requires that you have healthy self-esteem, if not to a pathologic degree, and I find that I struggle with that too. Sometimes my head will say, well, who are you to say, and who are you to do, and so what have you learned about that, and how have you moved through that, and how do you move through that? That's a
1: phenomenal question, and again, it's just this personification of the skin, right? Like You grow a thicker skin, um, and it's not to ignore what people are saying, but kind of I navigated from a place of trying to be a pleaser most of my life, right? Because if mm-hmm. what was on my skin, those birthmarks were displeasing to people. I was like, well, then mm-hmm. I, have to, I have to make my skin look pleasing, get the sunburns and sun to hide it. And as a person, mm-hmm. I need to be a pleaser. I need to be a really good student, follow all the rules. And like, that made me sick. <laughs> and I'm not saying I'm just going to be like, F you to everything. But also know that it's okay to listen to me and um and, and trust myself and look within rather than always looking for that external validation. Not everyone is going to like me. Not everyone is going to agree with me, um, which is hard, right? Because I was used to operating from that place mm-hmm. and I wanted that, but understanding that um, we all have opinions, we are all entitled to them and mine is just as valid and legit as, as somebody else's, um, Mm -hmm. and having that mutual respect for everybody, and, um, and so I think it's from that place, you know, of of putting myself out there, which is very hard, I was, I mean, I became a pathologist for a reason, I like being behind the scenes, Um, (laughs) but, but I think it's important that we all Um, respectfully are able to speak our truths because if it helps just one person, if it resonates with just one person um, who may be struggling, Mm -hmm. then it's worth it to suffer some criticism Um, because what I've realized, like, the majority, 99.99% of the time, it has nothing to do with you or me. It's Mm -hmm. that person's value system Mm -hmm. and their Mm -hmm. mindset. And I'm working so hard on mine <laughs> and I feel like um, it's fun to do, to challenge your beliefs and are they really true and are they really serving you? And um, so I think it's just, it, it's from that space of just kind of accepting what mm-hmm. is and moving forward and not allowing um, ourselves to be stuck um, it makes it that much easier. And so when you stop looking outside for answers um, and realize that so much, like you are so powerful from within and you have the capacity to heal, um, it's gonna take time, it's not easy, there is no quick fix. As a dermatologist, I can recommend lotions, potions, and salves for you, and that'll only get you so far. Um, The real work, it's, and hard, um, but it really is worth it because you realize that you came into this world alone. You have to, even though you're surrounded by loved ones and friends and family, no one can walk in your shoes but you. And if you want to make, if you, if you want certain things, if you want to feel a certain way, then there are actions that you alone are going to have to take to manifest that. And in one hand, it's very frightening and daunting and scary. And on the other, I hope that it makes people feel incredibly powerful that they, are, they have that capacity. And, and, and when you realize that you have that capacity, I think it gets a little bit easier to keep showing up, keep putting yourself out there and, and speaking up.
0: Right. And and that is beautifully said. And as you're speaking, I'm reminded of of a few things. One is Anita Morjandi. I think that's how you pronounce her last name. She's also a physician and uh, she had a near-death experience and she wrote about it in her book is called Dying to Be Me. And it was exactly what we're discussing. It was she had fulfilled her role as pleasing everybody else in her life, and become who she thought they wanted her to be, and she had a form of lymphoma, and and had a near-death experience, they basically had written her off, and she almost died, and in her book, she talks about coming back, and what that was all about, Um, but it's, it's about all the ways that we invalidate our authentic selves because we're often trained as women and as boys. I just watched the movie the other night, uh, the mask that we wear or you wear something like that about boys and the mask that they wear and how we become what society thinks we should be and, and then breaking out of that is the the tool and I, I, I mean not the tool but the journey Mm-hmm. and the tool that liberates us from our health problems, because I believe that our health problems, our dis-ease, are really signs pointing to where we are not being authentic, allowing our energy to flow through us and allowing us to be authentic. And I love how transparent you are about this journey, because I struggle with this too, and it's, um, it's a daily decision to choose for my authentic self and saying what I need to say and being who I need to be in this world. Um, so thank you for doing that too.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, daily, it's like minute by minute, hour by hour. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I'm being perfectly honest. Yes, um, it is. And I think, I think that's what all of this is. Like, honestly, um, I was just tired of it. I'm tired. I'm still tired, <laughs> and I don't think it's um, this idea of of you know in the in the age of Instagram and Facebook and highlight reels and all that other bullshit. Uh, so much of it is, if you don't mind my saying that, it, it, it is bullshit. And you know this this comparison game and 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 looking to it and and having those feelings of inadequacy or or you know shame and blame and all of that. Mm-hmm detrimental so on one hand we're using technology right now to connect and this is a beautiful way I think this mm-hmm. is how it's intended um, to share and to communicate um, but it, so much of what's out there it's um, it's not real and it contributes to the stress the anxiety and the overwhelm and um, you know I'm such a huge proponent not of being vulnerable or, or over sharing just for sharing sake but to I guess create that safe space where it's okay to acknowledge like this is hard and you know just because I have a pretty picture doesn't mean that everything is a hundred percent behind that Mm -hmm. Um, and you know like walk alongside me like I will support you and you might need to give me a little pep talk as well but like we can do it together. And, um, you know, getting naked for me, I, you know, I have, I haven't uh, um, rolled it out yet, but it's coming um, and I'm calling it skinny dipping for that. Yeah, I was going
0: to ask you about that. Uh Yeah,
1: yeah. So um, this idea that, right, like I said, getting naked is so important. Number one, um, I need you to look at what's showing up on your skin. So if we need to look a little bit deeper, not just for skin cancer, melanoma, but, it's amazing in dermatology it, it really there are so many things that show up on the skin before an internal diagnosis is made. a lot of gut issues. Um, I've seen metastatic cancer that the the lump on the head that someone thought was maybe a cyst or really bad acne lesion that just wouldn't, wouldn't go away was metastatic cancer so like um. I, just need, I just need I just need you to look at your skin um, yeah. and, and and anything you know when in doubt. Check it out. Go to your dermatologist and and have them evaluate it. And if a biopsy is necessary, it's just it's pain, pretty painless. Just do it. Um, but but this idea of everything else that comes with that, like those thoughts that you're having, like the the, the nutritional um, issues, like how we're fueling our bodies for how we want to feel, not just stuffing the emotions down. Um, you know, sleep is so vital, so important. I think we underestimate it. We'll, we're like, we'll, we'll put it in the bank um, and we'll make up for it, but we know how important it is just for all the mm-hmm. rhythms of our body and for skin especially, you know, hair growth. I mean, melatonin stimulates your hair follicles. It's it's wow. one of the most potent antioxidants and they're using it topically now. It's in all the, you know, the rage for um, skincare products these days um, because of its antioxidant properties and its role in, you um, prevention and management of skin cancer in research recently, Mm -hmm. which is really exciting. So um, all of that, we just got to strip off all the stuff, all the that just aren't serving us so that we Mm -hmm. can show up like these powerful women that we truly were meant Mm -hmm. to be. Really, we are, but maybe we're just not quite ready to embrace it.
0: Right, so we've talked a lot about the emotional component that comes yep. along with skincare. Let's talk about some practical topical tips. You know, you said lotions, potions, and salves. I love that, like you're a witch conjurer <laughs> of the skin. What So melatonin, great ingredient. Let's talk about some common ingredients in skincare products. And I'd love to hear your thought on injectables as well. So what about topicals, hyaluronic acid, vitamin C? What are some great ingredients in skincare products?
1: Yeah. And so um, I think it's also important. There's a ton of products out there. There's a ton of great products out there um, and you could spend a fortune on them. Mm -hmm. And that's what Sephora and all the other (laughs) creative beauty, like they're banking on that. And I would encourage everyone just to keep it simple. Like you need a cleanser, you need um, antioxidant serum that has, you know, your vitamin C, your vitamin E, those are the two most potent and the most um, researched working together in synergy to help combat the, the kind of the environmental gunk that you're being exposed to every day, air pollution and UV radiation. Air pollution is is a close second um, behind UV radiation Mm -hmm. for causing discoloration of the skin. Um, So listen, even if you don't get a chance to wash your face in the morning, wash it at night. So you can just like get all the, the, the junk off your face. Mm-hmm. from the day um so so vitamin c vitamin e how uronic acid your body makes that that is what gives your skin that youthful plump appearance a lot mm-hmm. of um, skincare products do have that in it the amount that you're actually going to absorb is hard to know it, it's mm-hmm. the delivery um uh, it's the formulation that they put it in. It's your skin barrier, whether it's intact. We do have a microbiome on our skin as well. Um, so um, all of that factors in. Um, you know, even though I, I'm always a proponent that sunscreen should essentially be your last line of defense, not your first, because I want people to protect themselves from the inside out with, um, you know, eating a good plentiful, you know, um, colorful fruits, veggie, uh, mm-hmm. antioxidant rich diet, um, and sleep and all that other stuff. I do believe that wearing a moisturizer with sunscreen, um, a mineral based sunscreen based on, mm-hmm. all, especially with all the controversy, um, in the news recently about oxybenzone and octinoxate. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so wearing a daily moisturizer with sunscreen is, is crucial. Um, so t- can you tell people about that controversy? Because a lot of people don't know what's going on with that. So can you help them navigate that? Sure. So
1: um, I think it was um, you know, at the end of last year and, and, and just in February um, of this year. So there are, there are multiple ingredients that have, become, that have come under fire, uh, in particular um, oxybenzone, and octanoxate. So, oxybenzone um, has been found um, in research to be an endocrine disruptor, so it kind of mimics our own hormonal um, chemicals and can cause or wreak havoc in the body Um, and uh, also with regards to its impact on the environment and erosion of the coral reefs. So Mm -hmm. um, Hawaii uh, led the charges, a few other states, that by 2020 they're going to ban those certain ingredients that they can't be used. So your champion ingredients would be zinc oxide and titanium dioxide. Mm -hmm. The FDA also has... um, Uh, what they call generally recognized as safe and effective, and they have a list of ingredients, but they're now taking a closer look at another 14 ingredients to see whether those should be put on the no-no list. So Mm -hmm. it's going to be a very interesting um, next few years to see what companies are going to do and how they're going to reformulate their products. But in the short term, I've always been a proponent of zinc oxide. Um, Mm -hmm and titanium dioxide number one they are well tolerated for just about every skin type and nowadays they do micronize them not the nanoparticles the micronized um so they're a little bit bigger and they have done studies that they um the absorption rate is not significant deemed as safe at least for now Mm -hmm. and they come in tints so for those with different skin tones um, it doesn't have that white you know ghosty appearance it can be very cosmetically elegant
0: mm-hmm. okay wonderful so that's great information and do you have any brands that you recommend who have the safer ingredients in their products for sun- sunscreen
1: yeah yeah so um, an over-the-counter one and it's not inexpensive but you think of it as part of your your makeup um, one that 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 product is kula and what i love about it is it feels silky smooth. It's like this matte uh, formulation, and it comes in tinted, um, and it has organic ingredients. And it mm-hmm. some of his formulations, um, the founder of this um, guy, Chris, um, they smell delicious. But he does yeah. have both um, Sport, which has some of the the chemical sunscreens, like the octane- oxide oxybenzol, mm-hmm. read your labels. That's the most important thing, read your labels. But he does have a mineral sunscreen, so that's great, and that's over-the-counter. My other favorite, which you can get on Amazon now, but some of the ones are only um, in dermatologist's office, and that's Elta MD. Mm-hmm. I love the elements. It's I think SPF 44, and it's tinted and um, goes on so smooth. And essentially, that's like my my foundation. And I don't really wear makeup. I just wear my moisturizer with sunscreen. So mm-hmm. Elta MD is probably my my number one.
0: Okay, great. Yeah. That's great information. Well, and then no, I love- no
1: affiliation with them whatsoever. Right. But-
0: those are the best endorsements yeah and what about injectables botox fillers what are your thoughts on those from a holistic perspective
1: um you know i actually um i think they have a i think they have a place um and I think it's all the intention behind why we may want to get them. So mm-hmm. I do do um, a small portion of my practice is Botox, a little concierge. I, you know, treat my um, women. And the reason why I think it's so valuable um, is, all you know, going back to some of the studies looking at Botox and depression. When we look in the mirror and we are scowling at ourselves and we're frowning, and we're, you know, it's that, that whole idea of what, what is the thought behind that? How, you know, the conversations that we're having with ourselves, they're so much more negative. We are beating ourselves up, especially when you look in the mirror and you're like, you know, you look angry. You've got that resting bitch face all the time. You feel like a bitch. You feel mm-hmm. like not so good. So by relaxing, especially in the glabella area, you can relax some of those muscles. When you look in the mirror... And you're not mm-hmm. looking so angry. It becomes a much more kinder, gentler conversation. And so, for many women, I feel like it's this springboard, it's this gateway, so that we can really start working on some of the other things. Mm-hmm. Um, for others, you know, sometimes the fillers and the and the Botox to help them look refreshed and and you know reinvigorated when they look in the mirror and they feel like they look better. Again, it's that that stimulus, that catalyst to like, all right, I want the rest of me to look as good as the outside. And Mm -hmm. from a holistic perspective, if you're going to invest that money, you know, you want the biggest return on your investment. So that's where, you know, eating well, you know, focusing on not eating perfect. I am still a big fan of a a glass of red wine, but I've upgraded it to like biodynamic, you know, like, you know, you can Mm -hmm. upgrade everything. um, So that the money that you're spending goes a little further. You know, mm-hmm. so I, 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 I think that there's a role for it. I think that, you know, to enhance and um, celebrate your beauty rather than m- using these, these tools to mask all your flaws is, is right. the key.
0: And yeah. what about the ingredients that are used? So botulinum toxin is a is a naturally occurring substance, mm-hmm. but what about the toxicity level with that or with some of the ingredients in the fillers? How does that contribute to your overall bucket of toxicity that I'm always telling people, you gotta get rid of toxicity, get rid of toxicity. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I um, I think that's always a consideration. I don't think any studies necessarily have um, been done, at least that I'm aware of, that are really looking at that, and that would be really interesting. But in terms of, like, the quantity of Botox, like, right now, and, and some studies are looking at maybe increasing the dosing, and I think it's all what people want, how much movement they want, but mm-hmm. it's 20 units right here.
0: Mm-hmm. When
1: you were doing, you know, the, when Botox really started being used, it was for, you um, uh n- neurologic and neurologic issues where the doses were like in the hundreds of units i mean yeah. and so okay maybe some of the preservatives and other things that they're they're using um might have a greater impact but what we're using in the face is the the dosing is so small mm-hmm. that i don't i don't anticipate that it would be a huge hit um that being said i mean at the time that you have your injection kind of upping your liver support and, and other things that, you know, to support the body eating well um, would, would be valuable. But I, I don't mm-hmm. think that it likely plays as significant of a role. And also it's weighing the pros versus the cons. Um, right. The emotional, the emotional toll of, of being unhappy or scowling and all that and the stress that that creates versus mm-hmm. a little preservative that a little milk thistle and like support and other things that you might be able to help ease that through mm-hmm. sauna dry brushing all that stuff um i don't know i think for right. me it's worth it
0: <laughs> and that well yeah and i i always think of uh, botox as a it's really natural and it isn't that much and it's probably cleared pretty quickly and then how about the the fillers though because some of those are natural, but some are forever substances, so they're permanent. And what what about their effect? What are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, you know, I think it's interesting. So some of the, the, the most popularized ones are the hyaluronic acid-based ones. And so mm-hmm. uh, they're, they are in the body for a year, uh, 12 to 18 months. Um, the great thing is there's something called hyaluronidase, that if you're like, oh, shit, what did I just do? I don't want this anymore. Or, mm-hmm. you know, it didn't go well. Uh, it can, there's this enzyme that, that breaks it down, and then you clear it through the body. Mm-hmm. Ones like Sculptra or um, uh, why am I blanking on the other name? It, it's made with a calcium uh, hydroxyapatite mm-hmm. um, ingredient that are that are more permanent and essentially help your own body uh, create recreate a scaffolding and supportive tissue. You know the studies are they're very well tolerated, and so yes, it's it's a foreign. Agent um, that is in many ways stimulating uh, inflammatory reaction in some senses, but it's very controlled and localized. Um, it's re- I I I don't know. I think certainly there's always going to be someone who's um, with autoimmune disease or something mm-hmm. like that that may react very strongly. But overall, I think they're really quite well tolerated. I'm not a fan of like silicone, for instance. Um, but but the more popularized, well researched. Um, most commonly used fillers, especially the hyaluronic acid ones. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and pretty safe. Pre- in your really opinion, yeah. safe. I mean, I, I haven't dug into the to the research so far, but you're not. Those are that's not what we're. That's not what's showing up in the literature. That's not what patients are complaining about. So, okay, adverse reactions.
0: Great. And let's see, we've covered, we've talked about skin cancer prevention, sunscreen, emotional components of skin, your new program, Skinny Dipping. I, I just want you to tell people how they can find out more about your book, about your upcoming programs. Please let them know.
1: Yeah, so, um, because I haven't put anything about the program out yet, uh, the best way is to find me at my website, which is chooseresilience.com, or, you know, should be an email, um, Dr. drbar, D-R-B-A-R-R at chooseresilience.com, um, happy to give information, so, yeah, I love, I love, I actually, I, I personally respond to everyone, like, I love getting the notes, and, Uh, Because there's a lot of women who have a lot of questions, um, a lot of concerns, and I I get it. Um, (laughs) So I'm happy to do as much research, and if I don't have the answer, I think that's what makes this beautiful world go round. People like yourself, like, made so many wonderful, beautiful connections that I can point people in the right direction if I'm not the one. So,
0: yeah. Awesome, so we'll have links in the show notes and we'll put your email too if you'd like and I'm sure people will appreciate having that. When's the last time you got a doctor's email to email them with questions like never? So we'll definitely have that and you've shared so much wisdom and people are probably thinking, ooh, where do I start? What do I need to do first? So what would be the top three take action steps that you would leave them with today to improve their skin health? Yeah,
1: number one, get naked and have fun with it. I always say, <laughs> take, get your significant other or, you know, who's ever willing to take a look at your back, um, but pick the date of your birthday once a month so you, you'll never forget the date. Put it in your calendar, and before you get in the shower, you're already naked, check yourself out head to toe, between the fingers, between the toes, bottom of the feet, uh, all your intimate bits, get that mirror, girlfriend-like.
0: All your intimate bits, it, including down below. I, I caught when I was a kid, I used to call being naked as my baby soup. I was in my baby soup. So get in your baby soup, but yeah. look at your bits also.
1: Totally. Um yeah, because so cool. we do see um lesions there. Uh mm-hmm. so that would be number one. Um number two is this skin like embrace it. Like there, it's not about anti-aging, it's embrace aging, right? Just love who you are right now. That doesn't mean that there isn't room to grow, but, but, you know, this is what you got. It's here to protect you. It's not here to sabotage you. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was three? Oh, sleep. Beauty sleep is real, girls. Like, guys, all of you, it's real value it
0: (laughs) yes i think skin beauty happens between the sheets absolutely in
1: so many ways don't (laughs)
0: underestimate
1: wrong either that is like Huge for stress release and all your good
0: endorphins and making you glow, all that good stuff. Right, and your <laughs> oxytocin. We need to have a whole other podcast about sex and your skin because yes. it's so vital. And the name of the podcast is Her Brilliant Health, which you certainly exemplify. How, what does that mean to you? How do you define that?
1: That's such a great question. Um, it's really tuning in to your body and yourself and your skin is the greatest window um, to and reflection of your overall state of well-being so 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 paying paying attention tuning in
0: i love that and you know it almost just popped in my head if the eyes are the window into the soul the skin is the window into your body mm-hmm. it's so yeah. so it's, it's beautiful thank you Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing yourself and your expertise and your journey and your light with with us today. Thank you so much, Kira. It was a pleasure. (laughs) Thank you for joining me for this episode of Her Brilliant Health Radio. Hopefully you're inspired to take action on some new information you received today. A step towards the bountiful, blissful, beautiful vitality that you deserve. If you have health topics and questions you'd like addressed, please message me on my Facebook page or visit KieranDunstonMD.com and let me know. I'd love to help. Remember to share this podcast on social media and send it to your friends and family who could benefit from it too. If you love the show, please go right now to iTunes, write a review, and make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you'll be the first to know when future episodes are available. Thank you again for joining me, and remember, achieving optimal health isn't magic, it's science.